This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. We're exactly one week away from the contract expiring between the UAW and the Detroit Three Automakers. Reuters reports that the UAW made a counteroffer to Ford, whose original offer it called a slap in the face. However, we don't have any details of the counteroffer at this time. But we should see some action from GM and Stellantis very soon. Remember, the UAW recently filed unfair labor charges against those two companies for refusing to bargain in good faith. But GM confirmed that it's meeting with the union today and it's expected to make a contract offer for workers. And Stellantis says it will make an offer before the end of the week. It should be interesting. So far, the UAW has spectacularly rejected anything the automakers have done. And if it continues to get what it thinks are lowball offers, I wouldn't be surprised to see the UAW use the Detroit Auto Show, which kicks off a day before the contract expires, to announce some sort of strike. Toyota isn't the only automaker that's pushing for a mixed powertrain approach to reducing vehicle emissions. Stellantis, along with oil giant Aramco, tested the automaker's current and existing engine lineup and found a good amount could run on low-carbon e-fuel without any modification. That includes 24 engine families sold since 2014, representing 28 million vehicles in Europe. And it says if all those vehicles ran on e-fuel, it could reduce up to 400 million tons of CO2 in Europe between 2025 and 2050. But speaking of Toyota and its mixed powertrain approach, it's come up with a way to help expand the infrastructure for fuel cells. Toyota, along with hydrogen and fuel cell provider Fuel Cell Energy, developed what they call a tri-gen system, which produces renewable electricity and hydrogen and water from biogas. They've already built one of these mini power generation systems at the Port of Long Beach in California and will use the hydrogen to power both its light and heavy duty fuel cell vehicles. Toyota says a station like this could be duplicated in many parts of the world. Volvo says it wants to be more vertically integrated as it shifts to electric. So it's investing in Lead Drive, a Chinese electronics startup that makes power modules with silicon carbide chips which improved the efficiency of EV propulsion systems. On top of investing in drivetrain optimization as well as battery production, Volvo is also developing more components in-house, including electric motors, inverters, and battery management software. With Tejin Automotive Technologies, we combine world-class composite materials expertise with cutting-edge designs. Because frankly, there are better ways to lightweight vehicles. So lighten up with Tejin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. Toyota introduced an SUV version of its Century Luxury Sedan that it sells in Japan and other global markets. The sedan, which first debuted in 1967, will still be sold alongside the new model. And like the sedan, the SUV is designed to be a chauffeur-driven vehicle. The Century SUV is powered by an updated 3.5-liter V6 plug-in hybrid that's mated to a CVT, but its fuel economy and power numbers were not revealed. And as you might expect from a vehicle that's meant to be driven around by a chauffeur, 
The rear seats fully recline and it features more insulation to make the interior quieter. The new Century will be exclusive. Toyota only expects to sell 30 a month and the price reflects that with a $170,000 price tag. Tesla could start production at its plant in Mexico later than expected. According to Mexican newspaper Reforma, the EV maker is aiming to potentially start production at the yet-to-be-built factory in 2026 or 2027. It cites several Chinese suppliers who say they're delaying opening their own operations to support Tesla's new plant. While Tesla hasn't announced when it will start production, Reuters previously reported production would start in 2025. So if this new report is true, that means production will be delayed by a year or two. Meanwhile, the production lines at Tesla's Shanghai plant are running smoothly. The company announced that the 2 millionth vehicle rolled off the assembly line yesterday. The factory first started producing vehicles in December of 2019. It took 30 months for the plant to build its first million vehicles, but it only took 13 months to build the next million. You know, it always amazes me what the super wealthy are able to spend on something as simple as a sound system. But an optional audio setup for the Bentley Batur will set back owners 25,000 pounds or over $31,000 at today's exchange rate. It's a 20-speaker system that took 10,000 hours to develop and even incorporates 3D printing. Although, a system like this is less shocking if you know that the Batur is a hand-built model by Bentley's coach-built division Mulliner that's limited to 18 examples and costs about 2 million bucks. While this is not too surprising, Honda announced that it reached an agreement with Tesla to use its NACS charging port on all of its EVs that it comes out with in North America from 2025 onward. The EVs that Honda is launching with GM before 2025 will have the CCS plug, but it will be compatible with an NACS adapter. Ford is expanding the Mustang Mach-E lineup and just introduced the production rally version of the electric vehicle. It features a battery with 91 kilowatt hours of usable capacity that's expected to deliver 250 miles of range. Ford is targeting 480 horsepower and 650 pound-feet of torque from its two motors. The suspension has been raised 20 millimeters compared to the Mach-E GT, and it's equipped with a specially tuned springs, Magnaride shocks, 19-inch wheels, and Brembo brakes. The Rally has unique accents compared to other versions of the Mach-E, including two racing stripes on the hood, a rear spoiler, and extra protection from off-road debris. It also features a new Rally drive mode, which improves control and handling while off-roading. The Mustang Mach-E Rally goes on sale in early 2024 in the U.S. and will start around $65,000. But that brings us to the end of this show. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to check out AutoLine After Hours later today. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by Tajin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility.
We want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. <laughs> 